You are listening to The Millennial, The Man, and Miss Crystal, a podcast ministry of Old Town Community Church. Here are Pastor Phil, Pastor Brian, and Crystal. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast episode of The Millennial, The Man, and Miss Crystal. We are all here, and we're excited to be able to just dig in today's topic and to share, um, you know, just some fun, exciting stuff with you guys. So I'm Miss Crystal. Hey, I'm Brian, and uh, on this podcast, I'm The Millennial, and uh, I represent the views of a demographic that people love to beat up on, but also in whom there is a lot of great hope for the future. I'm Phil and I'm the man because I'm the old guy, but I want to know why this podcast is not titled the man, the millennial and Miss Crystal. I don't know. Um, it doesn't have the same ring in my opinion. <laughs> okay. All right. And just a note about millennials, Brian, um, I saw a really funny meme the other day on Facebook where, you know, a lot of times we like say we attribute things to millennials and we're really talking about Gen Z, right? So millennials do get a bad rep um, sometimes and we just lump them all together. So thank you for also showing the um, diversity of thought and um, experiences that are, um, you know, related to that particular demographic. So thank you. (laughs) What, what, What are the cutoff years for millennials? Do we know? Like, and do most millennials know there's a virus or are they still all in the basement playing video games? I think that the, uh, the cutoff for millennial is like the mid nineties, 95, 96. Okay. So what's, what's the start or is that the early eighties? Okay. By some accounts, I'm actually a millennial. I don't identify as a millennial, but some cutoffs will put it right at 1980, which is when I was born. It's interesting. I'm the cutoff for boomers and Gen X. I'm I'm a, either a really young boomer mm-hmm. or a really old Xer. For what How do you mean. identify? Well, I don't know. I identify as as gifted. <laughs> so you you could fit in multiple places or nowhere at all. <laughs> no. Um, what I've heard is that uh, if you had older siblings, then you would identify. Like Jody is is a year younger than me, but her siblings are older. And so she listened to music. I never, like, I don't remember any Vietnam War era music at all, except what I've heard, like, in, in retro. You know, I definitely came of age in the, like, 70s, 80s music, not 60s. And boomers, man, they think they own that decade. So. <laughs> well, cool. Well, thanks, Bill. So that has probably nothing to do with what we're going to talk about today, but I think it's cool to at least know kind of where we fall. And also, you know, I, I think that was interesting information about, you know, kind of your influences and how that might help and how you are identified in a particular generation. But today we are actually going to lean into summertime. So um, <laughs> you can't see Brian, but Brian looks really excited and giddy. <laughs> um, so as we're recording the podcast, we're, we just um, experienced Memorial Day weekend and that's kind of considered the unofficial start to summer. You know, um, in times past, you know, pools would be open. 
at this time, um, you know, people would be doing big barbecues, maybe the first um, big vacation of the year. But typically, it's um, associated with the beginning of summer. And for me, that's great, because summer is my favorite season. I just absolutely love all of the things that come with summer. But I understand not everybody loves summer as much as I do. How do you feel about summer in general? Like, is this one of your favorite seasons? Is the heat a little too much? How do you feel when summer is approaching? Well, when you first said summertime, I thought of the, the musical. So, summertime is probably in the top 20 famous pop slash pop culture tunes of the 20th century. I've never heard of that. Uh, by Porgy and Bess. It, it, the musical Porgy and Bess, George Gershwin wrote it. Oh, oh okay. I like, okay, yes. Summertime, the song. I thought that was a whole like musical production. I'm like, no, no. but yes, summertime in the living is easy, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yes. Is um, this not? Is this the one that's not by uh, the Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff? <laughs> talking about a different song. Yeah, it is a different song, but they're both really classic summertime songs. <laughs> it's a timeless song. It keeps getting recorded. Ella Fitzgerald did it. Uh, it's an incredible uh, female jazz type song. Summer for me is the vessel of baseball. If if it wasn't for baseball in the summer, oh, I would hate it. I would absolutely hate it. I don't like the summer. It's hot. It's humid. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like going to pools. I don't like being out in the sun. When my family goes to the beach, I make sure I pay extra to get a, a oceanfront uh, condo so that I can sit on the balcony and watch them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, but don't get me wrong I love the beach I just go out in the morning when it's not hot I, I'm, I'm not crazy about it but I think that happened for me when baldness set in because a sun just bakes a bald head uh, and then a hat makes you hot and so I'm, I'm pretty miserable in the summer most of the time except baseball well all that makes sense Brian how do you feel about summer so I don't have favorite seasons i wouldn't rank them but i'll tell you what i love about summer is the long days and every year i don't know if i'm you know getting old and more reflective and observant but every year i find myself more in awe about how the days get longer and i sound like a broken record saying wow it's still light out it's 8:45." so i love the long days right now i almost never see darkness um because the days are so long and just with my sleep schedule, uh, it's really neat. I like it. I would, uh, you know, the times in my life where I've been north enough for there to be, in the summertime, for there to be sun uh, almost all the, all the day, I've thought of something really neat. So I like summer. I like the long days. And uh, bring it. The days are getting longer for a few more weeks. I marvel as well, Brian, um, thinking about, wow, you know, I'll be like, it's late, but the sun is still out. So it must not be that late. And, you know, it just kind of extends the day. But I do kind of marvel at like how at eight, you know, I can still go outside and like see pretty clearly. So you guys maybe leaned into this a little bit, but I'm curious, like, what is one thing that is like a marker of summer for you? Like, this one thing lets me know that summer is here, or it just kind of characterizes the season for you. 
for me, it's stepping outside and within 20 seconds, just feeling gross, like <laughs> shorts sticking to you, shirt sticking to you, like flip flops already kind of nasty. And I love it. I love that stanky, hot feeling. Um, when I lived in North Carolina, uh, when I've lived in Williamsburg and, and here, all of these places uh, that I have resided have just had this stanky hotness that I, I love. And um, sometimes I get a little tired of it, but I have a lot of good memories from feeling that way. And uh, that's how I know summer's here. So when that happens for the first time, I rejoice. I think maybe Memorial Day. I mean, the, the classic marker of, of summer, um, you know, just uh, you know, um, when I was in the army, we just did a lot of uh, events and ceremonies and parades and Memorial Day, we would, we were, our whole battalion um, put the flags in the graves at Arlington Cemetery. And so there was just, that was a, a pretty powerful uh, marking of, of, you knew summer was coming. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I think that. So for me, I mean, it's not necessarily the clearest marker, but it helps me know that summer is approaching, like the season of graduations. And I always love like this season of just seeing individuals progressing from, you know, one chapter of life into the next. And um, this past weekend, George Mason had their um, graduation which was really cool because some of my former students like actually graduated from college. And I'm like, how is that even possible that you guys are old enough to graduate from college? But it's actually some of my younger classes. So some of the other kids have been out of school for a while, but it was really nice to just kind of see that. And I feel like the, the season of graduation also helps kind of put the end to the academic year and then the start to, um, you know, a slower, slower season that we see in summertime. So what is a memorable summer memory for you, either from your childhood or, you know, from any time? But what would stand out as a significant summer memory for you? I have two, Crystal, and sure. one is like something that happens and is recurring, and one is like a one-off. So absolutely wonderful summer evening is when I'm in Warrington, which is where I grew up where my family lives, and we will have dinner on the deck, and I can look at the plate and know where everything uh, on the plate came from, just a uh, Gorgeous, juicy steak, potatoes from the garden, green beans from the garden, corn from the garden, um, just out on, out on the deck in the shade. That's just, that's summertime, having steak and potatoes out there. Uh, so I, I hope to experience that at some point this summer. But favorite summer in general for me would absolutely be summer 2016. Uh, that was after I graduated from Divinity School after uh, mine and Sarah's wedding and before we came to the church, uh, we took like a seven week trip, which was uh, just a blast. And so summer usually has good connotations for like a trip or, or getting out of town. So um, 2016 was, was the best by far and maybe it'll be topped in retirement. One exception to my frustration with summer um, or just discomfort with summer was when we were in Minnesota. For two summers in Minnesota, I owned a, uh, a runabout, a 16 and a half foot Sea Ray. 
And just taking that out on the lakes, it was really, really, really fun. So that's a powerful memory of summer for me. Um, a second one would be um, when Alex was completing, it was, I think it was 04. I can't remember the grade he finished, maybe fifth or sixth grade. He and I took a father-son trip to Copper Mountain, Colorado. I, my first time there. I've been there now, I think, four times. And, oh, man. It just, it just loved it. Spending a week with him um, at that age was fantastic in a really wonderful place that was both cool, like fun, but also cool as in it was just cooler. And, I, and that started my love for going to the mountains in the summer rather than the beach because it's just they're, they're wonderful places to hike and they're, they're cooler than, than normal places. And so anyway, just, just really good time. It's interesting because as a kid, well, one, you, you guys probably know I'm not much of a camper, right? And so, but as a kid, I remember um, one particular summer, there were a couple summers that we went away to camp, but one particular summer was just incredible. So it was me and my sisters, and then it was a um, youth camp, so all the kids from church were there. And we had been going to camp long enough that we had developed relationships over time, and it was just so fun. It was only a week, but I felt like we were there for a month. And it was just a really fun experience. Um, so as a child, that's probably what I remember most, um, our week at summer camp, which was really fun. But as an adult, um, I think of, I love doing festivals in the summer and um, music festivals, I, I think abound during the summertime. So my sister Kendra and I used to travel to New Orleans for the Essence Summer Festival. And so that's during... Fourth uh, of July weekend. Now, just imagine being in New Orleans Fourth of July weekend. It it is miserable, but it's so much fun because there there are tons of concerts. Um, my favorite one was with Patti LaBelle and Beyonce performed too, but I thought Patti LaBelle was just incredible. And my sister worked for Procter & Gamble at the time, which gave her access to backstage. So it was a pretty um, incredible time. Um, and then they have workshops during the day and there are a lot of parties and New Orleans has incredible food. That's my favorite food place. So it's just, it was just heaven. <laughs> music, food, and backstage access. Um, kind of rounding out our discussion of summer, um, understanding that you know our summer may be a little different this year, but I'm sure there are still things that we can and want to experience. And so I am gonna challenge each of us to think about our summer bucket list. So what are the three to five things that we absolutely want to do this summer, understanding that, you know, it may be a little different than things in the past, but um, definitely, you know, summer is approaching, summer is here. So what is it you want to do this summer? I have three things on my bucket list, mm -hmm. and I think all of them are attainable. So the first is to leave the Commonwealth of Virginia. I was in DC uh, in January, but before that, I haven't gotten out of Virginia since I think last last summer. So now I could be, you know, kind of sneaky and maybe while I'm at the church building, you know, drive over to National Harbor or something. But uh, I kind of, I have this streak going, so I kind of have some pride. Like I haven't, I haven't got out of the Commonwealth in a while. So, but that's a bucket list goal for the summer, whether it's on a legitimate venture or me just checking that box to complete my bucket list. So number one, get out of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Number two, get a grill. 
Uh, I have been putting this off for all of my adulthood. I feel like now's the time. At home a lot, might as well get the grill. That's something that's attainable this summer. Crystal, if you see me on uh, Buy Nothing, you could hit me up and, and let me know. Okay. Uh, and then lastly, I want to play some tennis. We have tennis courts all over our neighborhood. The pools are closed. The tennis courts are open and they are packed. Uh, part of the reason they're packed, I won't go into this, but because public tennis courts are closed, people who don't live here are coming here and using tennis courts. Very disrespectful. But I like playing tennis. So maybe later in the summer, uh, perhaps when my in-laws are here, there might be some good time to play some tennis. And Sarah can beat me at tennis. She's pretty good. So uh, it's good, good competition. I hope you could do that, Brian. I don't play tennis, but I thought that's one sport you could really do almost normally right now, which is really, really cool. And I hope I hope with the May 29th opening, because I like to watch when I'm walking. I like to watch people play. There's a, a tennis court uh, close to Sport and Health in North Old Town. I love watching people play. And so um, I hope you can do that. Boy, this bucket list is springing on me. So this is going to be top of the head. Don't hold me to it. Um, but um, I, I want to figure out how to go see my 87-year-old step stepdad. Mm -hmm. um, and yet I don't want to put him at risk. And so I've even thought, honestly thought about pitching a tent in his backyard. <laughs> and But that would be so hot in the summer. So I thought, wow, wouldn't it be cool if I knew somebody that had an RV that could park it in his driveway yeah. where I could stay in the RV and then visit with him on his deck, you know? Um, but I really want to figure out how to see him this summer. Second, uh, I, you know, uh, we weren't planning a big trip this summer because we were planning Scotland in October. I, my guess is Scotland in October is out. We'll probably try to figure out how to get all four of us to Wintergreen or somewhere again. But that's a big deal on the bucket list because we're socially distancing from Margot right now. So we're trying to figure out, you know, if she quarantines for two weeks, then we go all together. You know, we're just trying to figure out, out how to do that. Um, my third thing, um, which would be something around here. Oh, um, Joni and I are wanting to redo some of the courtyard layout and get new uh, outdoor furniture. Because we're spending more time out there. You know, have kind of your outdoor sanctuary of sorts. Um, so that's cool. And um, I'll just go ahead and repeat. If anyone has an RV <laughs> for Phil to be able to put in his stepfather's <laughs> driveway, I think that would be really cool. And that's an innovative way to, you know, make sure that you can get that time together in a way that, um, you know, is responsible and takes into account his health and well-being. Yeah, yeah. He has a deck. He has a nice deck, so we could visit in the morning. Plus, he sleeps in the afternoon anyway. So, I mean, be, I think it'd work out okay. Well, as for me, so I definitely, um, and it, I feel like even silly saying it because it's not that hard to do, but every year I like to go tubing in West Virginia. And so I just want to go to West Virginia. I don't necessarily have to go tubing down the river, but just hang out in West Virginia a little bit as one of my summer outings because I just love kind of, again, you know, being in a different pace of life and just kind of relaxing there. Um, the other thing is here in my um, complex, you know, we can't have our own grills. We have grills um, in the courtyard by the pool. They're just closed right now. All the common areas are closed. But once it opens up, all I want is a really nice 
grilled hot dog. <laughs> as silly as that sounds. That was for my sister the other day. She's like, why don't you just go to a hot dog stand? No, I don't trust hot dog stands. I want to like either have Brian grill it on his grill and then give it to me, <laughs> or I can go downstairs and grill it um, downstairs. We have really nice grills. And so I'd love to just have a nice blackened hot dog um, wow. with mustard and ketchup. You do brats or hot dogs? Hot dogs, like oh. all beef franks. <laughs> That's what I'm craving. And because I like dessert, I'm interested in just trying a new summer dessert. I don't know what it might be. It might be like making my own ice cream because I've never made ice cream before or even ice cream cake because Pinterest, you know, makes you believe you can do anything. And I've seen some recipes for ice cream cake. And so I'd like to try a new dessert, like make it myself. Okay. We have to take this. We have to take this trail just for a minute. Uh, mm -hmm. Best summer dessert or favorite summer dessert. Key lime pie. And that's summer too. Lots of whipped cream or a little bit? Just a little bit. Uh, they have a really good one at Safeway that's frozen. Mm. And it's, it's delicious. It's like eight bucks. Uh, I could eat the whole thing in a sitting. When I make it, a mixed berry pie with some vanilla ice cream on top. I just like the homemade aspect of it. And um, it's just really, it's fun to make and it's fun to eat. <laughs> I think for me, and this is something new. I had it uh, a couple weeks ago, and I've forgotten how much I like it. But really good banana pudding, mm. um, and 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 with with the combination of some Nilla wafers in the bottom getting soft after a day or two, but then adding some crisp ones on the top. <laughs> um, so yeah. Have you good. ever had banana pudding with a meringue topping? I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah. 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 I think that's how my mom made it. The one I had a couple weeks ago was from Devil's Backbone up in uh, up in Wintergreen, and they had I think uh, uh, whipped cream on the top, and it wasn't bad. But I think my mom made it with meringue, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah that's was good. My favorite type of banana pudding with the meringue topping. My mom didn't make that, <laughs> but uh, other family members did and do, and so I like when they do that. Well, um, you know, there's a lot to look forward to over the summer, and hopefully we'll be able to um, get a couple, if not all of the things, um, checked off of our bucket list, as well as maybe having some other um, fun experiences. As we kind of wrap things up, Phil, can you provide us with um, just, you know, a word of encouragement for the week as we continue to um, live in a stay-at-home um, type of environment and anything that you would share with us that, um, you know, keep us encouraged as we enter this summer season. Yes. And I'm going to start my word of encouragement with a line from a pop song and see if you guys can fill in the blank on the word that I, I omit. Uh, summer breeze makes me feel fine. Always with the what on my mind. Clementine. <laughs> no, no. And I, I don't know who's, uh, uh, Crystal, any guesses? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I mumbled that part. On my mind. Jasmine. And so the reason why I bring that up is this week in worship, our subject is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit first came, it was quite a summer breeze. Um, we're going to assume it was summer. And wind shook the house, tongues of fire landed on 
the apostles, and then they uh, proclaimed, Peter, in a famous sermon, proclaimed the, the message of the gospel. And what is fascinating to me about the giving of the Holy Spirit is we all have it when we receive Jesus. And yet, as powerful as the Holy Spirit is, we also have the power to hinder the Spirit and not allow the Spirit to be fully um, available uh, and at work in our lives. But if you think about Christians and the church in general, we are, we, we capture, we, 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 are, we both capture and channel the power of the Spirit at work. And much like a windmill, um, which I won't give away, but that is a, a, a little hint toward Phil around town this past week. So just like a windmill captures and channels the power of the wind, um, we as God's people, we capture and channel the power of the Spirit. And so I just want to encourage everybody as we lean into summer, uh, find that great place you'd like to go to where you can catch a summer breeze, maybe off the river and be thinking about how God blows his wind of the spirit uh, in and through us uh, to do his good work in the world. Thank you, Phil, for that. And thank you, everyone, for joining us for this episode. And we look forward to um, sharing again soon. So take care and have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to The Millennial, The Man, and Miss Crystal, a podcast ministry of Old Town Community Church. For more information on our church and other ministries, visit oldtown.cc. Services are available to watch online every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel. Visit youtube.com. Search Old Town Community Church. This podcast and sermon audio are available on podcasting apps worldwide. Apple and Google Play, search OTCC Podcasts.